To right the ship in the second half of the season, NC State football has major issues to address. But here's some advice from a galaxy far, far away. Do or do not. There is no try. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Happy Tuesday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We're going to continue to put a bow on this Duke loss that we are still reeling from a bit. Again, mentioned it yesterday on Monday. I think this bye week is coming at a perfect time for this football team. We're going to kick this thing off with a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something. As always, we do this every week. We have another three topics to roll through. Our first one here, through the first seven games... Peyton Wilson has over double the tackles as our second leading tackler. Wilson has 81. Jalen Scott has 37. Whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something? A whole lot of something. A whole lot of something because Jalen Scott is coming along. He's gotten better each game. Like, he, you, you can watch it on film. However, that Mike linebacker position, that Mike linebacker I'm going to say this. I don't think the defense needs to tear it down to the studs, but that position in particular, you know, I, I, I love the quote that you bought in the show with because the now defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, Ryan Nielsen, was our defensive line coach when I played there, and that was one of his favorite quotes. It's only do or do not. There is no try. Well, another thing that Ryan Nielsen used to do was he had a, a depth chart, and the way that the depth chart was ordered was where you would sit in the room you would sit there in the room. So if you were the starter, you would sit closest to the, to the uh, screen and all that. And, you know, if you're a bench guy or, um, you know, a reserve, you'll be further back in the room. And one thing that I remember he always used to say, these seats don't have names on them. They don't have names on them. any, you can move up or down. And that's what I'd be saying to those Mike linebackers right now. Betty, this thing can go up or down. You can go wherever you want to go up or down Fordham. You can go up or down wherever you want to go. Not disparaging anybody, not saying that anybody is, is you know, hey, this guy's worthless, he can't do it. I'm saying, from what I've seen, it needs to be constant competition at that spot. Who practices better this week, that's who will get this spot. This one's kind of crazy in that I, I do believe it's a whole lot of something, but it's almost a whole lot of nothing because of how good Peyton Wilson yeah, is. He has played every bit like Superman. For this defense this year. The differential from the leading tackler to the second leading tackler being 44 tackles through seven weeks is bananas. But that's Peyton Wilson for you. That's exactly what we've been waiting to see. A full a full season of Peyton Wilson running at Mach 40 and making plays all over the field. That's how good he has been this year. But ultimately, 
this is a whole lot of something because of what you said, Kenton. We need a lot more involvement from that Mike linebacker position. So this next one, this is more or less an opportunity for us to continue to beat this drum. Juice Vereen has zero receptions and only three targets since week two. Whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something? All right, so listen, I want y'all to take this with a grain of salt because we're all adults here, and y'all know that I'm, I'm being jovial when I say this. This is a joke. This ain't real. Make cyberbullying great again. Bring back the cyberbullies because we're going to cyberbully and I into playing all the guys we want to see. We've already successfully campaigned for Michael Allen. Kenton, I'm you're going to mess around and make it personal. I, well, well, I'll tell you what. I'll t- it seems like there has to be something personal going on already. Mm, hello. Seems, I, all I'm saying is this. The reality is very simple. If we do not have reliable pass catchers as is, why are we not trying other things? If, if we're talking about pack pros, one of the most prolific pack pros of all time is Philip Rivers. Who was his number one guy, Chris? Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Now, toward the end of Antonio Gates' career, when he started to slow down a bit, what happened? They said, we still need a tight end. Like it's just a field a bit. So who would they go get? Big old boy out of Arkansas, Hunter Henry. And, they, and you know what they did? They ran a lot of 12 personnel. They ran a lot of one back, two tight ends. They ran a lot of it. They ran a lot of situations where it was one wide receiver on the, on the outside and both of those tight ends in the slot or one tight end in the slot, one tight end attached to the line of scrimmage. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. There is no way to me that we are looking at this offense and saying, mm, it, it wouldn't even make sense for us to play these tight ends more. So – Stop playing. Give us the juice. I'm going to slap a little something extra on mine here. This feels like a whole lot of something suspicious because mm. I cannot fathom why we are not seeing more juice. for Kenton, you've mentioned this a couple times. Maybe he just doesn't know the playbook. Maybe he's late to practice. Something else must yeah. be going on because yeah. from what we've seen out of that Notre Dame game that we repeatedly reference on here, I cannot fathom why you would not want a a big-bodied, sure-handed pass catcher in this offense that has mightily struggled this entire season. And you also call back to the fact that Juice Vereen received a lot of buzz coming into this season as he was tabbed one of, what was it, the top 100 freshmen that you could expect to make an impact this season. And we've effectively seen him in one game. And then our last one here, whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something, how much weight will this Duke loss have on NC State the rest of the year? I'll say a whole lot of something. And and not just from a weight perspective, but also from a perception perspective. Because you look around the triangle, and of the three teams right now, we are objectively looking like the worst by a mile. That's an objective truth. That's not a... Y'all know me. Y'all know me. I don't mean, you know, <laughs> there is no baby blue in my home. None. And yet, hey, you, you, you'd be a fool to not admit that, you know, we are the worst team in the triangle right now. But here's the problem with that. Both of the two coaches at the other triangle schools are much shorter tenure than Coach Dory. This game, as well as the boys of A Blue, because it's been over a thousand days and over a thousand since the last time they beat us. If you lose both of these games, 
especially if you get boat raced again, we could win every game besides that going forward. We could win every game from here through the end. And this season would still have people looking at Doran like, wait, you got blew out by both of the triangle teams. What happened? This is objectively a failure. You have to, at minimum, at minimum, win two to three more games and at minimum be competitive in that UNC game, which I still don't think is enough in year 11. But, you know, so a whole lot of something in my book. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for being annoying here, but I have yet again another specialized answer in that this Duke loss, it could end up being both. I I spoke a couple weeks ago that I felt that that Louisville game could be a hinge of the season, whether we go up from there or down right. from there. That right. game had a lot of potential to be decisive. Once we made the shift to quarterback, I kind of realigned and I said, now I think that Duke game is going to say a lot about how this season goes. So if we continue to endure the struggles we've had with no progress, no signs of adjustments or anything like that, this Duke loss will be a whole lot of nothing because it's going to be just another loss. It'll be just another loss to throw in the pile. We've had, we're, we're going to end up with a lot more of them than we need to have this year to get a point across. And at that point, it won't matter. But if you use this, as a bit of a breaking point and you get back in the lab in this bye week and you and you attack and have a lot of tough conversations about what has to happen in this second half if you want to get to where you want to get to which at this point is probably a bowl then it can be a whole lot of something but you have to make it be a whole lot of something yeah. Up next, we have our locked on look of the week mentioned it yesterday I hope y'all paid attention to the theme yesterday because it's going to tie directly into what you're about to see but first a quick word from our sponsors our first sponsor of the day is linkedin jobs these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be a hundred percent certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free Add your job and use the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Then use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. It is time for our locked on look of the week. This has quickly become a, a favorite segment for many of our listeners as the insight that Kenton gives is second to none. We mentioned a similarity we found in a big time issue that has plagued us this year. Kenton, what do you have drawn up for us? First thing first, I love the second to none thing because Castex motto is Castex number one second to none. But anyway, give me my darn theme music. Pull up the uh, pull up the tape, please. Coach Elko said that they ran this play because, and I quote, they saw something. They saw something, right? Well, turns out they did see something, something that I also saw. Now, Grayson and I, you know, we've joked about this before, but very seriously. Um, 
what they make paying these coaches cell phone bills each month is probably more than what Grayson and I make doing this. Okay. <laughs> and it's the love of the game, baby. And and if I can notice this, I know that the other offensive coordinators notice this, but y'all know how we always do this. The first thing we do, we start off with the formation standard three, three, five. We have our Sam linebacker walk down as we often do with Jalen Scott on the outside bottom of your screen here. We have Cade Fordham covering up this here four eye, which I believe is Savion Jackson, CJ Clark at the nose and Peyton Wilson seems to be walking down to uh, blitz right inside of Davin Van. Now, this is what actually ends up transpiring. Peyton Wilson takes a step, walks inside, but on the snap, he's coming back outside. Uh, Davin Van is going straight up the field. C.J. Clark is two-gapping this thing with what looks to be backside eyes, front side, if he can peel off soon enough. Uh, he could have just stayed backside because that's where the running back cut to. Savion Jackson kind of cutting in, trying to either mirror this guard or uh, get in the A-gap, one or the other. K Fordham in the B gap and um, and Jalen Scott coming off the edge in the C. Now, here's what Duke did to counteract that. They had two arc releases. Yes, you heard that right. Arc releases. No, we're not talking about when Tony Stark takes the arc reactor out of his heart. That is not what that means. It means that the two tight ends are bubbling out from the line of scrimmage. Like they're not going to come down and directly block anybody. That's not their charge. Their job is to get out of the way for some reason. Generally, when you see an arc release, it means that that guy is going to be the read guy. However, on this play, that wasn't the case. I believe that they did that because they knew that we'd become a man if there was a blitz and an arc to either the safety and the corner or safety and the linebacker with those tight ends outside of the frame of the play. And then their running back winds it back behind this here um, left tackle. That's outside of Graham Barton, their actual left tackle. And Jalen Scott takes the quarterback and the running back is left unaccounted for. To the untrained eye, this looks completely normal, but I see something going on here. There's something a little fishy here. Something a little suspicious, as my grandmother would say. She's from Prattville, Alabama, so she doesn't say the sus before suspicious. She just says suspicious. Now, what we have is a tight end, tight end, and five offensive linemen. Seven people attached to the line of scrimmage or in the blocking scheme. That doesn't mean anything, does it? But wait a minute. Let's count them all. Let's count them all from the center, shall we? So we got the center. And then we got one offensive lineman, and then we got two tight ends. Whoa, what just happened? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I counted off one lineman to the right of the center and then two tight ends. Now, wait a minute. Let's count to the left side of the center. Let's see what we got going on over there. We got one, two, three offensive linemen. As you can see, five offensive linemen, per the usual. However, it's an unbalanced line. Now, wait a minute, Grayson. Wait a minute. In the words of YNJ, one of my favorite rappers, we can take it way back. Now, let's take this back for a minute, Grayson. Where have we seen an unbalanced line before? Week two, first play out of the rain delay. Looks like we've got an unbalanced line. And Grayson, how many extra blockers do we have that are not um, offensive linemen here? Two. We got two again. So wait a minute. Hold on. This was the first play out of the rain delay. And, and, and you know, sometimes playing football for 17 years, it ain't great for the memory. But I believe this play ended something like that. Number seven 
dancing in the end zone, ref, hands up, signaling touchdown. And, and I thought to myself, how did this happen again? What happened? What happened? Well, let's look at the anatomy of what this means in terms of an unbalanced line. An unbalanced line means that you have created an extra gap on one side because you've added a big body over there. When you add a big body that's not accounted for, what you have is you created a mismatch in terms of big on small. You created a big on small, or you create a situation where whoever is going to fill a gap has to go way further than they normally would. Now, here is what I generally need to everybody to understand. When you see unbalanced, everything changes in terms of your alignment and your gap because everything on the offensive line changes. The name center does not mean the person with their hand on the ball. That's not what center means. It means they're the center of the offensive line. At least that's how I was taught it. So with that being said, what should happen is C.J. Clark should be over the guard to the right if we're looking at it from the defense's perspective of the center. Savion Jackson should be right inside this right tackle with his hand down as the four eye. Um, Jalen Scott can stay where he is. Cade Fordham needs to slide to the right as well. So does Peyton Wilson. So does Davin Van. Both need to slide one gap to the right because I've got every gap marked. The two that are in Wolfpack red here around this guard, those are the A gaps. Sorry for those of you who can't see this. I know that, you know, we're talking a lot if you're listening to this, but trust me, the law makes sense in just a second. So Alpha, there we go. Both marked red. B, Bravo. Johnny Bravo's hair is blonde, folks. So we made those lines yellow. Those are the B gaps. C, Charlie. Those, you know, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Johnny Depp was real pale and no. So we made those lines white. And then we've got the D gap out here inside these tight ends. Now, here's what should have happened. Here's what should have happened. And by the way, everybody should have slid down one to the right, right? Because the, the nose tackle shouldn't be lined up over the center. That's the problem. That's the problem. And here's what I mean. You and I talked about this off air about is this a player error or a coaching error? This is a coaching error. I know this is a coaching error because if it were a player error, at some point in time, it's 11 guys on that field. It is seven guys in that box. Of the seven guys in that box, at least three would know, hey, or at least three have been taught, hey, when you see this, check to this. When you see this, move over. And yet, for the second time straight, we've got to tackle over and nobody moves. So what then happens? If we, if everybody moves to the right and runs the blitz on the exact same pattern, just one gap over to the right, Peyton Wilson still hits a similar gap Maybe he comes inside here, but even if, even if he does, I don't think it makes all that much of a difference based on how this play went. Uh, we would have Davin Van in this B gap here, and we wouldn't have to really worry about too much going on there. CJ Clark would be backsiding the A gap on this here, uh, or on this here young man next to the player with the hand with his hand on the ball, and we'd have uh Savion Jackson diving inside as well. And Cade Fordham, who ended up coming on the blitz, would easily, easily be outside this tackle to come down and, you know, get a hand on the running back. And Jalen Scott can still do the same thing in terms of um, staying with the quarterback. But instead, we had what we had 
which is Mr. Jordan Waters in the end zone, having a good old time, having a chat with his friend over here. One of the greatest quotes that I've ever learned in history, the, those who do not learn from the mistakes of the past are doomed to repeat it. I felt like Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day watching a unbalanced line and our defenders trying to chase down number seven to no avail. This is not locked on Wolfpack defense. This is locked on Wolfpack. Nobody's bigger than the program. I'm not bigger than the program. Grace is not bigger than the program. Dorn's not bigger than the program. Gibson ain't bigger than the program. And I ain't bigger than the program. Nobody, MJ Morris, Brendan Armstrong, you name them, nobody is bigger than this program. And with that being said, if Tony Gibson does not learn how to adjust to unbalanced lines, when I played the state, we had a kick block. And I was the uh, backup on the uh, field goal protection unit. We had a kick block. And they said, congratulations, guys. Number one, we're switching up some personnel here. But number two, this is where teams are going to hit us the rest of the year. Well, now, on two unbalanced plays, we're giving up an average of 81.5 yards per run on on those two unbalanced runs. Tony Gibson, get this cleaned up, man. Get this cleaned up. And I know that this is being coached because at the snap on both of those, if you watch the player's posture, you know it's a player error when they're communicating at the snap and trying to figure out what's going on. And somebody said, move, move, and the ball is being snapped. On both of those plays, the players are standing there or or moving in a manner that says, we know where we're going and we're comfortable and confident with that. And we can't have that. We can't have that. So that's all I'm going to say on that. That's that's the Locked On Look of the Week, folks. Up next, we're going to round out our Tuesday episode with some selections on what position group needs to be an X factor in order for NC State Wolfpack to right the ship in the second half of the season. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is simply the most fun you can have this fantasy football season. Prize Picks is very simple to play, and you can make your picks and submit your entry in under 60 seconds. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. With Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury reassurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Last couple minutes of our Tuesday episode here. We wanted to highlight which position group needs to be an X factor in the second half of the season. We're at a very pivotal point in the season where you've just suffered a very disappointing loss on the road to a rival. You have five games left and each one of them are of enormous importance. You have three of them at home against three teams that are probably three of the biggest that you'll see all season. And then you have two on the road in two places that you have not experienced a whole lot of success there. We're looking for these two groups in particular to really step it up and start to lead this team throughout the rest of the season. Kenton, I'll let you kick this one off here first. Y'all know who my group is. No surprises here. The tight ends. 
They're the best group of pass catchers we have on this team. We must use them. We must utilize them. We have to. We do not. If we had five, six quality wide receivers, I'm like, hey, these guys, even if the tight end position was out of the game altogether, we'd be okay with these six. I'd be not beating the table about this. We've seen drop after drop after drop. We had more drops than Duke had receptions. We will never win like that. So the tight ends have to get involved. That's all there is to it. My X-Factor group, it has to be the offensive line. It absolutely has to start up front with the offensive line. Spoke at nauseum Saturday night, all of the pre-stat penalties that absolutely killed us. This has been an issue throughout the entire season. Not getting any push up front for our run game. This has been an issue for the entire season. At certain points, some of the pass protection and keeping our quarterback clean long enough in order to make a read and then subsequently a throw. This has been an issue for much of the season so far. This is the offensive line's chance to begin to rewrite their wrongs. The same issues we've had at the beginning of the season are the same issues we're dealing with right now. If we're going to experience any amount of success in these final five games, the offensive line has to get a whole lot more aggressive in opening up our run game, which then will open up our pass game and will create enough life in this offense to get something going because another performance like we just saw in Durham will be chaos for both this football team and this fan base. I promise you that. If you think it's bad now, it will be chaos if it happens again against one of these last five teams. Absolutely. And both of our backs have shown the ability to get it done. Or really all three of our backs have shown the ability to get it done if they're given space. Yes. You know, Delbert Mims, Raphael, Michael Allen. We've talked about Michael Allen and Nazir. That's why we said that we're going to start bullying Robert and I for juice because, you know, enough petitioning, enough ask. You know what? Maybe maybe the part, maybe we don't need to bully. Maybe we need to ask the nine nicely. Maybe we need to ask more nicely. The thing is, all these things work together, right? You play complementary football when you have a running game that can work things out because teams have to now acknowledge that and live in that. And when teams have to acknowledge a running game, they can't do things like Duke did in terms of dropping three all game. I'm sorry, rushing three all game virtually. When MJ threw the interception, I want to say they were rushing three or four. I want to have a situation where they're saying we need to dedicate extra bodies coming down to the line of scrimmage and get things done. Um, and and at that point in time, we can hit them over the top. At that point in time, some of those windows underneath get a lot bigger. But what, where we're at right now, where teams don't feel very afraid, you can rush three and say, hey, MJ can have all day tomorrow. Those boys won't get open. And even if they do, they'll hit the old stone hands routine on them. You know, it's, it's just a nasty work. So the offensive line needs to set the tone. Absolutely agree to that as well. That will do it for us here on Tuesday. As always, thank you all so very much for tuning in with us, continuing to get a lot of support from Wolfpack Nation. That means the absolute world to us. Continue to rock with us. I should mention here now, Tomorrow will be more of a basketball-focused episode. We told y'all that these would be on the way. Tomorrow, it will be the first of those. So if you're looking for some Wolfpack Hoops coverage, it will be brought to you on Wednesday. Be sure to stick around for that. But as always, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. We need a ton of comments to sift through this Friday as it is a bye week. So make sure you're getting your comments in the comment box, and we will get to each and every one of those. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.